stories out there of strength, resilience and courage, and we're on a mission to bring them all to you. Welcome to Empowered Voices Amplified, a podcast brought to you by Skilled Migrant Professionals Magazine. Our guest today is our friend David Nyambuya. David is at the forefront of the electric vehicles industry. Don't think Elon Musk, think David Nyambuya when you hear EV now, specializing in EV infrastructure and sustainable solutions that deliver enduring benefits for clients and the broader community. His passion for entrepreneurship has always been fueled by the need to think and do things outside the box and strong family values that have taken him where he is today and legacy that he can leave for his children. Welcome to the show, David. Thank you for having me. I, I've only met you tonight, so it's lovely to meet you. So the first question is, is when did you move to Australia and what ma- motivated you to come? Oh, geez, that's a very good question. So moved to Australia in 2007. What was the motivation? I'm the first born in my family, so I'm a bit of a rebel. To be honest, it was where can I go where I could sort of set my own legacy and destiny for myself? And I spun a little globe at home and Australia is pretty much where I picked. And um, I was fortunate enough, dad and mum were able to help me to get here. And did you have any sort of pivotal moments on that journey that shaped you as a, as a migrant in Australia? Oh, yeah. Look, there's been heaps. I think there's still a lot that I can resonate with today. And I still experience that professionally uh, and personally as well. You know, some of the lessons I've learned uh, through university and then going out into the real world have been, you know, I could probably write a couple of books if I had the time to do so. You know, there's lots of stuff I've learned. There's lots of stuff that I've grown from. I've met a lot of people where I've gone, oh, you know what? I could have done better had I done this. And there's a lot of educational opportunities now that I see for migrants where I go, you know what? If I can, you know, reach to somebody and go, hey, you've just landed don't fall into these same traps that I did. So, you know, we all learn and grow and certainly there's much uh, still ahead. Mm. So did you do your study here? Yes, I did. Yes. So I studied at Griffith University. I studied QIBT, which I think has been absorbed now by Griffith and uh, sort of majored in that international business marketing area. Excellent. So some of the pitfalls you spoke about, have you got any examples that you can share with us? Absolutely. So I think, you know, as migrants, one of the biggest things we fall into very quickly, unfortunately, is credit, right? So that, that's been, you know, a major thing that I think I learned a lot. And, you know, especially when you're now trying to buy a house or trying to get a, a good car and all those things later on in your life, you go, oh, geez, I've ruined, you know, what was my credit file? And, you know, I, I now need to fix this, right? So I can get myself set up. So I think learning about that, learning about financial literacy has been a very big thing. And then also learning the differences between how we operate business in Africa and how we operate business right here in Australia. Tax has to be paid and, you know, you've got to have all these insurances to protect yourself and those that work within your business. So some of those things have been really interesting, <laughs> but they've helped shape, you know, I think who I am today and where, where my businesses are as well. On the aspect of, of debt, Sandra, I think we spoke about this one uh, with, I believe, Wetsi before, Wetsi, where we spoke about how, you know, if when you're a new migrant, within a month, I think you get a letter from a bank, which we shall not name, with a $50,000 credit facility. Yeah, yeah. 
not even that, not even just as you walk through the doors until today, you get through the airport, you've just gone through immigration. And I kid you not, I remember saying this to my little brother, don't you dare walk out with the new iPhone, blah, blah, blah in your hand, right? Because you walk out and they go, oh, you're on a student visa, bam, you want a new phone, there mm. you go. And you're still trying to get your yourself together to understand this beautiful country we live in, but everything else that's in the back end of it. So yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting topic. I think um, Wendy certainly has probably sat me down a couple of times, and um, <laughs> it's always good to have people like him in your corner. David, you've called Australia home for over fifteen years. That's a really long time. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that you've said is that you champion diversity and inclusion across everything that you do. What are some of the practical things you're doing to champion this? Yeah, so I think, you know, part of it is in, in all my organizations, I'm very big, you know, despite whatever background you come from, is is incorporating people's different cultures and their work ethic and how they can help contribute to the business because I, you know, as, as migrants, we all come with all these amazing skill sets and all these life experiences and we're thrust very quickly into this new world in Australia. And it's about how can we incorporate that into making what we know and love be resonating in, in our work, in our work life as much as it is at home. So I'm very big on that. I'm very big with supporting the APA, the African Professionals Association, so wherever I can assist, whether it's through my marketing agency or through EVCA, I'm always sort of happy to, to lend a hand. And my door is always open to mentor as well, young uh, migrants that are, you know, trying to find their feet and, and grow their careers. Oh, I absolutely love that. You are the director and founder of EV Charging Australia and we absolutely love your work, by the way. We are inspired to get electric vehicles soon. <laughs> what, what motivated you to pursue an entrepreneurial journey? I think, you know, the, the biggest thing for me is there's three things. It's, it's freedom. You know, entrepreneurship for me is freedom. Catapulted when my first little one was born, it was being able to go to any of her recitals or pick her up from daycare when when I wanted to pick up from daycare and spend the afternoon with her, those little things mean so much more to me than a dollar, you know? So entrepreneurship gave me that. Another thing as well is I love to always, as you mentioned in the intro, is push the envelope, right? And think outside the box. And so when I identify little niches within the market that are passionate for me, i.e. electric vehicles, which is really a combination of great technology and software with the passion that I have for vehicles in general. And those two together, it's like, wow, what could I potentially offer Australia, myself and Australia and my family that in lines with that? And, you know, that's how EV Charging Australia sort of started to, to build in my entrepreneur uh, journey has always been across all my, my businesses. I love that your element of curiosity sort of guiding you through all this. Well, we know that you have, you know, there's EV Charging Australia and Esquire Creators. So those are two completely different businesses. Can you tell us more about these two and why you're passionate about them? Yeah. So, you know, Esquire Creative for me was really the first business in Australia that allowed me to step away from my nine to five. And it was, it taught me a lot about leveraging my network and also how I could utilize 
skill set and my curiosity around creating websites and and you know at that time we're having an app revolution in Australia and how I could incorporate all those solutions into great businesses uh, and business owners that I knew through my professional career working with a couple large organizations. So that's sort of always been where Esquire Creative came, you know, I, I could work from wherever and in turn, I could actually empower my employees to literally work from anywhere and give that work-life balance that is a core of me and how I, how I operate. So that, that's sort of Esquire Creative in, in a nutshell, as best as I can. Look, with EV Charging Australia, the, you know, it started off purely coming back from one trip, coming back from Sydney with what was... My dream car, um, which was a Tesla Model 3 at that time, finally achieved it. I thought, yes, I've done it. And so I dragged the family to Sydney. And coming back at that time, there was very little infrastructure. And we were running out of, of power. And, you know, there was always the old adage about what happens when we run out of power with electric vehicles. At that time, there was very little to no real solutions. And I remember calling a particular roadside company and they said to me just before Ballina, look, probably gonna take two to three hours to get to you and at that time my daughter's probably two or three years and we'd been driving you know from sydney so we were all pretty knackered ready to get home and so got home and i thought wow it would have been great if there was this mobile electric vehicle something solution that could have actually come and rescued me and hang on wouldn't it be amazing if while you're having lunch or dinner, you could actually pop, someone could pop out and actually top you up. So that way, you know, you could go and pick up the kids, you could go and run all the errands and get home. And so that's how EV Charging Australia started. And from there, it's taken on its own legs with, you know, infrastructure and and everything else it does under its under its hat. Wow. That's, I love amazing. that. That's inspiring. You. Yeah. <laughs> you saw a problem. You went for it. So, you know, you've you've built two businesses. What are some of the things that you have learned in being an entrepreneur? You know, I think the biggest thing with entrepreneurship, business ownership, you know, in general is is leveraging your network. So Australia is so unique in that each state is actually very different. Each city is almost very different to itself. And so you find the good business people you know, you go in there and you say, I'm looking for this. They go, talk to John. And everyone knows John, right? And that's what's amazing about Australia is once you've built a network and you've treated people really well, a lot of business organically comes to you. And Esquire Creative and EV Charging both don't really do any advertising. We don't need to. It's all word of mouth. And that's helped to really catapult and, and grow the businesses. Part of that as well is leveraging people's skill set. You know, I am... I'm a let's go out there policies and, you know, all the, the nitty gritty stuff. Uh, my wife will probably attest to you. That's where she comes in and, you know, kind of puts me in line. And I've had to also create around me a good, a good network of professionals that they're great at finance. They're great at, at corporate structures. They're great at how does the organization go from here to this next level and entrusting them to actually help take me to that level. So I think it's it's getting a good group around yourself as an entrepreneur. That's so key to, to growing yourself and your business. And that's the thing. It's acknowledging you can't do it all yeah. yourself and finding those people that you can rely on to do it. So there's trust. They have to trust you as well. 
and, and you trust them. How do you view the role of migrant entrepreneurs in contributing to Australia's business landscape and economy? Very good question. You know, I think as migrants, as I said earlier on, I think as migrants, we, we, we bring a lot in terms of the experiences we have from wherever we come from, right? So if I look at how we do business in Zimbabwe, you know, watching my dad do what he did and my mom and everything, a lot of things are not done in the office space, right? They're done off having a beer. You invite people to your home and you sit them down and you talk and you connect on a personal level. A lot of those things I've incorporated just in my businesses. And in actual fact, you know, we've got different people from different different backgrounds that bring in their stuff and they've got great success. So I think Australia started to see a, a, a big trend in, in business. You know, I know when I talk to a particular uh, segment of individuals, I actually, you know, incorporate a lot of their culture and their beliefs. And in that, we actually build a great network and a great business relationship. And then it's actually segued into a great friendship as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, migrant business, is, it's alive and well within day-to-day Australia right now. Um, I don't think we can actually say there's a Australian business etiquette or the way we, we do things. It's happening now. And you see it even when politicians and, and very prominent businessmen go to different parts of the world. It's part of how you have to deal with people. Very much so. And I, I tend to think that the people who come here already have an adventurous spirit. Otherwise, you'd stay home and just do what your family tells you or, you know, yeah. take take a, an easier path maybe in the world. So I think that we already have those personalities when they come into this country and they see the possibilities, maybe more so than people who've lived here for all of their lives or most of their lives. And you just say, here's an opportunity and I'm going to grab it, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I love that. I admire you for it. Got to have some fun now. So <laughs> we, we often have a little bit of a laugh about culture shock, I suppose, and M calls them are you kidding me moments where you go, <laughs> are you kidding me? Is that how it works here? Or the other way we talk about it is lost in translation where you go, I, we, we both speak English but I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> what are you on about? Yeah. Have you had any of those that you feel happy to share with us? Oh, geez. You know, the ones I'm still, there's a lot of sayings, Australian sayings, I'm still wrapping my head around. Honestly, I'll be, I'll be in meetings and I'll say something and... I think it's 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 that culture shock of still trying to go, what? What what like what did you say? What are you talking? And then you know they have to elaborate and go, yeah, what I'm basically saying, David, is you have to head your best. I'm like, ah, okay, cool. You should have said that. <laughs> uh, my are you kidding me moments are still are still there and they're very much more I think right now they're sitting along I've gotten part of the the shortening of words, chirk and servo and all that stuff. That's cool. I got that. It's now really about sayings australian sayings you know the the old school stuff um that that's the that's the stuff i still sort of sit around and go what what were you talking about (laughs) and they can be different from city to city and state to state as well when you when you travel around absolutely Mm. Absolutely. i thought they were like all the same they're different yeah like they can be yeah Yeah. Um, and actually, on and you're right, Sandra, on that, I remember, because we're setting up Townsville, so Townsville's going to be one of our EV hubs, and the way you do business and talk there, so different, right? And, and 
forgive me. I hope no one kills me for this. If I'm <laughs> going to have a meeting on the Gold Coast. I'll use the you know I'll use a closer place. If I'm going to have a meeting on Gold Coast, I'm not suited up, right? I'm very mellow. I got a you know you know dress shirt or you know white shirt, pants. Very chilled, right? Because it's different. You know, it's very laid back. It's very chilled, and you kind of have to emulate where you are so that you know you 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 break down those barriers, right? And break down those walls. In that, so and the sayings are different. Very true. It's, that <laughs> reminds me of I remember when I was going into the city. I think I'd only been in Australia for a few for a few months. I think, and I was going into the city, and I saw people wearing their formal wear with sneakers, and I was like, "What is that?" Because trust me, back home in Zimbabwe, you will not be caught anywhere dressed like that if you're in your suit you're wearing your heels yeah because people are smartly dressed so it was that was a culture shock to me the dressing like the dressing down that was totally new totally chilled people I felt just and I know we've discussed this about at times it just feels people don't thought they're making an effort yeah and it's something that you'd not be caught dead I'm sorry I used that (laughs) expression I was was trying to avoid it (laughs) I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, this is stereotyping, but it was for me and the train station, yeah. uh, my observations there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah you got us. You, you got us. <laughs> <laughs> I do that now. Yeah. I'm I was like, like, you're probably the one doing it now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> if you think about, you said, you know, you've you mentioned that when you're traveling from Sydney, uh, your daughter was two at the moment at the time. Yep. Yeah. So, can you tell us about how it's it is raising your children away from from family? Yeah. You know. Oh, look. I think that's probably the hardest thing we face. You know, as migrants, and it's probably you know if I look at this year, especially this year, and I'll and I'll talk about this year because EV charging Australia this year has has really catapulted right all the work and the back-end stuff the last couple of years and the i think when ev revolution now what it has meant is i've spent a lot more time away from home right and so you know when you're raising little ones here you're trying to instill your values you're trying to be present you know and then there's no real family support my you know sometimes our moms will come over and take care of the kids which is amazing but when they're not here it's literally just us and so that balance is, is so critical. I think this year, one of the biggest lessons I've learned is I just have to switch off. I have to switch off, turn off the phone. The world's not going to burn, you know, while, you know, while I can't answer a call and just be present. And I think that's the biggest struggle as migrants in Australia is how to find that balance between your nine to five. And then you have to find time for yourself because you can only be your best self if you take care of yourself and give to the family, you know, be there with your family. And so, you know, if someone can solve that, that would be interesting. But I, I don't think there's a, there's a, you know, there's a book or anything that's out there that can really solve it. So, What's your favourite way of looking after yourself then, David? Yeah, so when I can, gym, gym, running, force myself to <laughs> sign up for the gym. And, you know, it probably irritates me more when I see money coming. I, like, I have not gone to the gym and all this money is coming out. <laughs> So that gets to me because I can be a bit of a miser sometimes. So that's a big thing. Runs are good. Walks are good. You know, sometimes I'll literally, especially if I'm uh, taking one of our vehicles into States, 
I'll literally stop the car somewhere and just take a long walk, you know, and just have mm-hmm. that Zen time to, to connect and be one. And something that I'm getting back into now is travel, you know, um, I'll travel mm-hmm. and I just disconnect from the world and just sort of reconnect with myself. And, and truly, you know, when I'm, when I'm in the best, you know, headset as, as we all are, you perform your best and you give your customers the best experience and you give your business and everyone else around you, your family, the best of who you are as well. I love that. I'd like us to explore or to talk more. Well, not we, because we're not experts in this, but would like you to talk more about electric vehicles. So if someone's thinking of buying one, and I ask this for purely selfish reasons, but if someone is thinking of buying an electric vehicle, what are some of the things that you know, are important to consider? So good question. I think the biggest thing right now is uh, usability, right? So how often are you going to use a vehicle? So I love electric vehicles, right? I've always been passionate about it, but it also is uh, something about return on investment for you as a person. So if your car is always sitting, not doing anything, sort of delving into electric vehicles and spending that extra bit of money, because they are a little bit dear, they're coming down now, but probably doesn't have a benefit for you, right? But if you use your vehicle, you know, your fuel costs are, are average and pretty high and they're only kind of going up right now, then that's that's one big thing where you go, oh yeah, this might be something to consider, right? There's no fuel costs. If you invest in, in solar or charging at the right times, you're probably looking at charging your vehicle for $9, $10, you know, and that gives you 400 kilometers. So if you don't drive a lot, that's that's probably a week or two weeks worth of driving you know, off $10 and how much are you spending on fuel, right? And very quickly you can do the maths and go, okay, you know, I'm saving a lot of money here. And the biggest thing as well is electric vehicles, I think, you know, do have a good value in terms of holding, you know, if you're going to keep, you can keep one for two, three, four, five, six, ten years, right? You look at your Teslas, we've got Teslas in our fleet that have got over 300,000 kilometers, right? And they're still going and you couldn't tell the difference between it's and a brand new one that's 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 on the road right now. So knowing that you can have this vehicle and keep it for a very long time, that gives you that added peace of mind. There's not much in the way of infrastructure. You know, when you when you when you're buying an electric vehicle for your home, you can plug it into your wall socket. It'll take we call it granny charging or trickle charging, uh, but it'll charge your vehicle. It'll just take a very long time. So you know, there's this fear about you buy an electric vehicle, then you have to spend thousands of dollars getting a charging station installed, which is not true. You can definitely keep it charged just through your normal socket at home. I didn't know that. I'm one of those people who thought you needed to buy a fancy charging station with it. What would you say are the best brands? Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> I'll put the Tesla fanboy hat off. <laughs> I'll take it off. Um, look, I've, I can hand on heart say, I love, I love, you know, the Tesla has been amazing for us. You know, I know what can go wrong and there's very little that can go wrong. So that, that's always one of the big ones. There's an Ionic in the fleet. Love it. Never had any issues with it. Great vehicle. The price point is actually quite, quite aggressive as well. I've, I've had the pleasure of driving the BYDs and the BYDs, you know, you've got the, the Dolphin and the Seal, you know, all in the 50, 45 thousand dollar mark for a vehicle which is which is quite competitive and those vehicles are you know very comfortable lots of tech and gadgets in there no real service stuff around as well so once again that that outlay of servicing a vehicle kind of doesn't exist 
So I'd probably go Tesla, BYD has been really good, Polestar, and your uh, Hyundai. Hyundai's are really good. It's good value for, for money. Okay. I'm taking so, notes as well. Yeah. We're not ready yet, but it won't be long. <laughs> I think most people will. Vote. I think that little section can be just an article on its own. Yes. What to yeah. look for when shopping for an electric vehicle. <laughs> yeah. And you know what I would actually say? I would even mm. add you know, drive one, take one. So we, we lease our vehicles out to, to Uber drivers and people on coming on holiday, you know, to Australia or, you know, intercity, whatever. And companies that are thinking, hey, look, I would love to transition my business to electric. I got 15 or 20 or 30 vehicles. We do a real world test and say, look, well, here's five EVs. We'll get your infrastructure set up at work. And, you know, and I kid you not, we're probably at a 90, 95% conversion rate just off it. And that 5% Mm -hmm. is purely because some of those customers, we said, you know what, we would love you to be EV, but with the way you drive and where you are and the infrastructure, not quite yet, you know, Um, we'll give you our honest opinion. Uh, But most people go, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to convert. I've had this thing for a week and I get it now. Um, So experience it. Mm -hmm. Experiencing it is, is probably the key key thing there mm. well that's a brilliant idea isn't it so next time you're on a holiday and you need to rent a car ask for the ev yes <laughs> great idea if you're thinking of buying like sandra and i yeah this one <laughs> yeah <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. well David, thank you so much for taking time to hang out with Sandra and I. We've learned a lot and I know we got a little bit selfish at the end. We were extracting information from you, <laughs> but right, it's, it's really, it's truly been an honor. If people want to know more about, you know, electric vehicles, about what you do, um, more about your journey, where can they find you? Yeah, sure. So I am LinkedIn is probably the best. I share more about my my experiences and my journeys and, and anything that happens through there. So LinkedIn is always good. I am always down for a coffee. I'm always down for a lunch and to sit down and connect with people. It's not about what I can do for you or anything like that. It's just about connecting and meeting people. And, and you know, you never know where those connections can actually take you, you know. So, yeah. LinkedIn will be good and all my information is available through there. Love that. Thank you so much again, David. It's really, it's truly been an honor. We've enjoyed having a chat and getting to know your journey a little bit more. If you've enjoyed this episode of Empowered Voices Amplified, do let us know if you have any questions for David or if you want to reach out to him, do let us know. And thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thank you. you. Bye-bye.